Welcome to the That Healing Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Faith Ashenden, founder, CEO, and master mindset coach. I'm obsessed with helping you awake the healer within yourself so that you can step into a reality wilder than your wildest dreams. Join me in training your brain, rewiring your subconscious, and changing your inner world so that you can heal. Let's dive in. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to the That Healing Feeling podcast. I'm really excited because I'm committed to doing these podcasts more. Like I said on the last episode, I took a month off because I've been throwing myself into so much preparation for maternity leave. But now, between now and then, I'm really making a commitment to be trying to do them weekly to the best of my ability. Podcasts are my favorite way to get content out there. And so I'm so excited to be chatting with you. Now, today's podcast is a little bit different than what we're used to, but it's still very much on brand and very much nervous system focused. Okay. So I actually shared on my Instagram stories. And if you don't follow me on Instagram at that healing feeling, I recommend that you give me a follow because I link and share a lot in my stories. Like that's definitely where the party's at. And so if you want like real time updates and links of things that I'm buying or doing or taking part in, then that is definitely the place to be. But anyways, this morning I shared a little bit about um, what we're just doing in our home to prepare for the baby arriving and how we're really infusing every corner with intention, um, specifically focused on nervous system health and energy clearing. And as I was posting, I was like, do you guys want a podcast? Like, would you guys be interested? And everyone said yes. Not everyone. 50% of the people pretty much who've watched the story so far has said yes. So like, this is definitely something that people want to hear about. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to record it now while it's fresh on my mind. So here we go. I'm super excited. This is really fun because I feel like it's not something that comes naturally to me um, in terms of like decorating my house and looking at the feng shui of my home. And it's actually honestly, something that I find quite difficult. Um, And so I've really thrown myself into studying. Um, But before I talk about what I've been studying, why I've been studying and giving you sort of like the tips and tricks that we're using for our home, I want to talk about why I'm doing this. And there are two reasons. Um, And you probably will relate to some of this in some capacity. The first is a more kind of like surface level, obvious reason and that's nesting. (laughs) I'm in the third trimester. And so um, with the baby coming, it is like a light switch. It's, you know, like right away, baby's coming. Oh my gosh, we've got to like overhaul the home. Right. Um, And so it is, it's quite fun because it gives you that feeling of newness. And so we've moved Leo out of the nursery and into a really big room that he just doesn't know what to do with. (laughs) And we're transforming the nursery into a girly room, which is so exciting because I am like such a girly girl. And, you know, I'm just so excited to have one of each boy and girl. Um, And then that kind of inspired us as it did last time when Leo came to sort of overhaul the entire house. Like, oh my God, my third trimester last time I was like, 
organizing everything. <laughs> I was like at the container store, which we don't have here, but oh my gosh, it's the best. Um, and so that kind of kicked in, I think actually for both of us, but then also for me, and this is the kind of, um, you know, more intentional side of it. I really feel like I'm on the next phase in my healing journey. And so I I say this a lot to my clients. If you are a client of mine, then this is not going to be, um, new information to you, but you know, the, the healing journey never stops. It's not like you just like, Oh, I'm healed now. Great. And like, boom, life resumes. You know what I mean? Um, there's always a next step of unbecoming. Um, and I think that's what healing is. It is unbecoming. And so, you know, life, um, and healing, it ebbs and flows. Um, and I've been really feeling that pulling of like the next level, the next evolution for me. Um, I've been through so many awakenings. I've completely transformed, you know, the person I am today is not the person I was even a year ago. Um, and now it's time for the next level. It is time to level up. And there's a lot of work that's going into that kind of what is the next level for me? A lot of, um, challenging for me to sit in this silence, um, and to listen even more. And where is this going to impact my life? What is the work that's going to be done? A lot of it is shadow work. Um, and I'm not going to go into that on this episode because I feel like that's like a whole other episode in itself. But, you know, what's interesting, and I talked about this on the last episode, is a lot of times when people are like, I'm doing all the things, but I don't know why I'm not manifesting healing or abundance in my life. You know, you have to look into and remember that you cannot manifest from parts of you. You can only manifest from the whole, right? So if part of you is not in alignment with what you want, then you're not going to receive it. And that's why shadow work is so important because it's like, okay, well, we know that everything um, from an external standpoint is a reflection from what is internal. So if there are parts of your life that aren't manifesting, what internally needs to shift? And for me, I felt really loud and clear that, you know, my next level is the shadow work that perhaps I thought had been addressed, but was lying really deeply and really connecting with my unconscious on an even deeper level. And so that's the work that I've started to, um, as I level up and I realized there is a huge parallel between that and the home because in your home, it's like someone telling you to clean your room and you throw everything in your side table and you throw everything in your closet, but it's not really clean and you know it. <laughs> and the feng shui, the energy is so off, right? Because you open that drawer and you're just like, oh God. And we all feel that whether or not we decide to kind of just like ignore it is different, but the energy is there. And that's the same thing with shadow work. It's like you put it all up and you tie it nicely with a bow and you put it in a drawer. Um, But ultimately the energy is there. And so I felt like it was a really good opportunity to clear physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Now keep in mind, I only moved to this house less than a year ago, right? We we moved from the US like eight months ago-ish, I believe, give or take. Um, And so it's not like I have a lot of clutter. I'm also very cautious of clutter, but I have a toddler. I have a busy house. There are always so many people in my home, um, which I love. Um, But, you know, 
there's clutter. There's, there's not everything is perfectly organized. Like when I moved in, I didn't have help with Leo yet. I was working a full-time job. I just moved across the world. Like not everything was perfectly organized in the way that I would want it to be. And so I felt like, okay, now is the time to go ahead and address um, the shadow of the clutter that's been put away at home as a reflection of what I'm doing internally. And the other part of it is, of course, leveling up from a nervous system standpoint. Energetically, we can feel when our house is not crisp, clean, decluttered, all of those things, right? Everything, everything carries an energy. Um, And the way we feel when we walk into the room and we see, you know, things are off, things are cluttered, there's not a clean workspace or a clean walk space that affects the nervous system. Now that I'm bringing another life into the world, I really want to do my best um, as a parent and something I've been thinking about a lot to help them regulate on all levels. And I get asked this, I've been on a couple podcast interviews recently and both people actually, my last two interviews said like, as a parent, how do you implement what you do in your own life? And I'm not an expert (laughs) and that's probably, you know, again, suited for another podcast. However, you know, what's relevant about that and what can be brought into this podcast is adjusting and controlling that energy as best I can so that they feel, you know, what I'm trying to achieve, which is just that calm and peace and abundance, the feng shui, right? And so that is kind of the the deeper part of the project, the, t- the twofold there, which is the um, parallels in the shadow work, as well as um, can we create this, create and cultivate this environment that puts their nervous system at ease um, at a baseline, right? Like the home is the sanctuary. Can we cultivate that in every single room? And so regulation becomes a lot easier. It becomes the baseline and not only for them, but for us, for everyone who comes into this space. And so that's, what's been on my mind. That's what I've been thinking about. And then of course, like, I think the nesting on top of it, you know, there's just like so many reasons why, um, but it has been so much fun. Okay. Um, so one of the big themes, like basically what I've done is I've just created like a bit of a list of like the categories that I'm addressing and what we're doing with them. Obviously it's super personal, but I thought that, I mean, it's like a loose list. Okay. So I thought that it might be helpful, um, for you in any capacity, if you're resonating with this or you want to do this project at some point, um, to kind of think about it this way. Again, I'm not like an interior designer. I'm not a practitioner in this space. I'm not an expert, um, in feng shui or anything like that, but I've just been like in the past, actually in my last pregnancy, I listened to a lot of podcasts and bought a few books and have kind of been doing the same. So it's more like my research and then how I feel energetically when I come into contact with these different elements that I'm bringing into my home. So one of the topics I've been really interested in that I'm applying in my home is this idea of doing less. <laughs> I was listening. Um, what is the name of the podcast? Now I like have to go to my... Oh, The Hidden Brain. Okay. So I was listening to a podcast called The Hidden Brain, which I really like. 
And one of the interviews recently was an architect who studied this idea of doing less. And basically, you know, we were talking, well, I say we, (laughs) I'm like engulfed in the conversation of the podcast. They were talking about how humans are really hardwired um, to do more. So every time we want to solve a problem, we're like, what can we add? What can we add? And he's really fascinated with this idea of what can we subtract to simplify? And as I go through my house, it's really interesting because decluttering is one thing. But like, I'm always thinking, oh, maybe I need to like buy an organizer for this, or maybe I should buy like an extra compartment or like a bag or a label. And I've been going through and thinking, what can I do to do less in this space? I think the more clear the space, the better. And the more I can really just infuse infuse and inject intention behind each object the more I'm going to appreciate that space and the more sacred it's going to be. So like, I've really been almost pulling a bit of a Marie Kondo, you know, like taking each object and applying that principle of subtraction versus addition. And I've noticed like how challenging it is for me because my brain goes to what can I add? Like, oh, this looks really cool. And don't get me wrong. I am adding things, but it's almost like if I'm adding, I'm also subtracting something else. And I'm trying to keep it to where like each room has less in it from an object standpoint by the time I'm done with this project than when I started. Um, so to me, I'm really following the concept of less is more. And I think that again, I'm really trying to parallel in my home, what I'm, these principles in my life. And that has been my theme and what I've been trying to manifest for my business and for my just like life in general, for example, with work this past year, I heavily expanded my team in order to cultivate the life that I want, which meant I went from one person on my team to seven. (laughs) And like, I'm hiring one other person next month. And I did this because I want to have the freedom to be present with my children, to engage in other activities that bring me joy, like this one that I'm talking about with you right now. And I wanted to cultivate that sense of freedom and work smarter, not harder. Granted, I feel like as I'm building, I'm doing both, (laughs) but you know what I mean? And so I think it is, it has been like, how can I do less to make more? If I, I I want my focus to fully be on the content and I don't mean social media content. I mean the actual curriculum that I write and curate for my clients. I want to be able to focus hundred percent of my attention on that because that's my passion um, versus you know, uh, all just basically everything that goes into a business, which is just a lot. Right. So that has slowly started to manifest for me over the past year in a really beautiful way. And it's been so much intentional decision-making. So notice how like everything I'm talking about is really on the subject of an intentional life. Every decision is really infused with intention. Um, and it's really multifaceted. It's a lateral way of thinking. Um, and which is why silence has been so valuable to me. And I, and I mentioned that earlier in this podcast, like I've really tried to challenge myself to spend a lot of time being silent so that I could receive these messages and really think independently and critically about how these lessons and efforts would impact my life on multiple levels and multiple dimensions. So yes, 
doing less in my life from a work standpoint has been something I've been manifesting, which I feel like definitely is getting to where I want to be, but hasn't fully manifested. And I'm working on internally, you know, what other work do I need to do to make that happen? With my children, I wanted, you know, I want to be doing less of what takes me away from Leo and the new baby. And I want to spend most of my time focusing on them. And I've been able to cultivate that um, by hiring help to take the burden off of me from a lot of the things that were taking me away emotionally and physically from my baby. And it's been game-changing. Again, it's not lucky. Um, It's absolutely something that I've worked my butt off for in every sense of the word. Like up at three in the morning, writing emails, you guys, it's not about luck. Um, It's about radical responsibility and intention. Okay. I just want to put that out there. (laughs) Um, And so that's been amazing for me. And that's really manifested for me. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm infusing that principle into my home. So, you know, how can I make it easier to tidy? Um, so we're doing less from that perspective, right? Um, and doing less from my perspective to get the energetic feel I want of that sanctuary when I walk into the room. So purchasing more high impact items that are to give me that feeling versus buying 10 things, buying one thing where I really get that feeling that energetic feeling when I look at it or touch it. Um, and so that's one thing that I've been doing. So that kind of looks like an audit. It's like walking into every room. And if you want, you could do the Marie Kondo. Does it bring me joy? But I've obviously put my spin on it. I actually didn't even really think about the Marie Kondo example until I wrote down some notes and I was like, ah, this is a good way to describe it. So um, so, okay. So that's, that's sort of like an overarching point idea. Um, and I guess explanation to kind of get that across and where I'm coming from. Um, the next thing that I'm really pulling in is intention with colors. Okay. So if you know me at all, you know that I am not like a colorful person in how I dress or dress my home. I'm a very much like in neutrals, mostly because like I said, I'm not very like talented with this. Well, I don't want to put that into existence, but like I previously have felt like I'm not very like skilled with, um, playing with color, but I've been studying color. Um, and I want to bring it in more. And so I, I've kind of been, um, depending on the room, like who's going to be there, been playing with a few different colors and, it's actually really taking me out of my comfort zone. So I'm going to um, kind of just like break down some of the colors that I've used and why. So I've really been bringing in yellow and green into my home. Yellow because it is known to ground us. And I want my family to feel grounded. Like if you, if we're talking about the nervous system, Whenever we feel like we're spiraling into a really sympathetic dominant state, what we do, and you'll know this if you're a client of mine, is we ground ourselves. We literally put our feet flat on the ground. We put our hands on our heart or on our stomach and we breathe and we come into the present moment. And that is called grounding. Okay. So when we're looking at teaching 
or just like emitting an energy of regulation, anything that's going to make us feel that way is a positive thing, right? That's going to be something that is regulating. And so because yellow is grounding, that is an element. Well, I guess it's not really an element. It's a color that I'm bringing into the bedrooms first and foremost. So I'm bringing that into our room, into Leo's room, into the baby's room in the form of artwork and plants. I'm not, I haven't like actually painted a wall yellow, but I'm putting it from a feng shui standpoint to where you can see it clearly in two places from where you sleep. So when you get up in the morning and then also when you walk into the room, because the bed or crib, whatever should be clearly visible from the door. So basically the yellow is kind of all encompassing no matter where you are. And that is the intention right behind using it in that capacity. And I have to say like, since bringing it in, it absolutely gives me that feeling. Like I've always had an affinity to it since, well, always is a strong word, but I've sort of had that feeling in the past couple of years when I come across yellow, it really speaks to me. And I've been kind of dabbling with like plants that have yellow on them, like here and there. But since learning about it, I, I really truly understand why. And it's definitely something, like I said, that I've been purposefully bringing in green as well. Um, it's an earth element. It's, you know, new life. And to me, it makes me feel like I'm in nature, which is the most, like it's the single best way to regulate your nervous system, um, is being in nature. And so I've pulled green into every single room in my house on multiple levels. So not just in plants, but in artwork as well. Um, as well as like cushions, um, and decorations. And it is always visible from any place where you could sit in the room. So if there's a chair, it's visible. If there's a bed, it's visible. Um, so those are the two things that are like super consistent, yellow in the bedrooms and green in every room. Um, so I've kind of gone in between <laughs> real and fake for plants just because I've gotten so many that it was like becoming again, and we're talking about doing less. So while having real plants is from a health standpoint, super beneficial, especially because they're, um, cleaning the air and all of that, you know, I've actually kept the real plants on the first floor. So where, if you know, if you follow me on Instagram, you know, that we had like a mold spore problem. Um, and so I'm super cautious of anywhere where I feel like mold could accumulate or, you know, we are at risk of mold. And so I've put all the, the real plants on the first floor. There's nothing fake down here. And it is like a full-time job, but personally, I find caring for the plants down here really soothing. But I know that if I give myself any more plants than that to care for, it's going to be something that I don't find soothing anymore. It's creating more jobs. So for that reason, in weighing out these principles that I'm implementing in my life, I've decided to get fake ones for the second and third floor. Now, I found a website from a friend where they actually look real. Like they're beautiful. They're amazing. I think it's called Bloomscape. Now I'm conscious most of you are in the US, so it's like not helpful, but let me just look on my email. No, Blooming Artificial. I'm sure there's like a million places in the US that like look amazing as well. So I would say like the key is finding the ones that look real. And that strategy is working really well for me. I get, you know, Sunday mornings are when I like 
take that time when the boys go to class to care for my plans and I have my music on and I have my coffee and it's like, wow, this is amazing. But if there were any more to carry up and down the stairs and mud was spilling on carpet and all that stuff, it would not be amazing. So I purposefully um, cultivated the scenario that works really well for us. And it's beautiful. And I feel so grounded and so connected to nature when I go into any of our bedrooms because it's literally inundated with green and in such an inviting way. And the plants always look perfect (laughs) because of the spread between real and fake. So it works really, really well. Okay. So still on the subject of color, I have um, incorporated a lot of white (laughs) um, because white symbolically is a blank slate. Now, white always spoke to me in terms of like how I decorated my home because it's bright and it's neutral. And like, I personally am not going to paint my home black. (laughs) So like, I liked that neutral option, but we actually had the whole house painted in this off white so that it would be matching. And I like that it symbolizes a blank slate because I feel like that is what this season of life is. It for me and my family, it's like this opportunity to have a blank slate and just create this life that I am um, manifesting, that my husband is manifesting, which is coming to light as we move forward consistently with intention. And I feel as though when I walk in my home, I want that, that energy and that reminder. And it helps me when I wake up in the morning, you know, all of this intention and it reminds me of these things, right? So like when I wake up, usually because Leo's like, (laughs) I'm ready for my milk. I see that, you know, my walls are white. And that this is this new season and this new life that I'm manifesting. I see the yellow and it grounds me in the moment. I see the green that connects me to nature, which I am part of. Um, And all of these intentional decisions I made with color really help me in every moment stay connected to these principles that I'm trying to really hold on to as I manifest you know, the life that I want for myself, which is why I think another reason why intention is so important because it's not just random, right? There's like a connection to the space that you're cultivating and it helps you internally create that as well, right? So they're both the same external and internal if you are really putting that intention and infusing that intention into your life. By the way, I'm not like pulling in like every color we use in our home, but I'm kind of just giving you like the big themes and why. So there's just like a couple more. Um, so I have brought in some gray. Gray is related to heaven. And I, I mentioned before, I want my house to be a sanctuary. And so the children, their rooms have um, like a big gray influence. So for the baby, she has like a gray rocking chair um, and her room isn't like huge. And so like you can really see that um, come through. And then for Leo, he has this like beautiful decal on the wall that has gray um, and just like some gray elements in his toys and in the decorations as well as in his art. Um, So I tend to try to use like earthy-ish tones, like not like camouflage tones, you know, like brighter, lighter, more neutral, but 
like a really light, like soft gray. Because again, I want that feeling of sanctuary to be there and it's representational of heaven. And I want them to feel that way and feel that energy when they're in their home. Um, I've also brought it into our bedroom and through artwork as well. And I'm really pleased with the way that it feels and the way that it looks. And I feel like it speaks to that, you know, goal and that word um, of sanctuary really, really nicely. And I hope that for the children as well, like they really feel that on an energetic level, they feel that intention that I've put into it. And the last thing that I never thought I'd do that I have done because of this work is I brought in pink in the nursery. Now I know I mentioned I'm a really girly girl and I am, but I'm also someone who does not toy with color. Um, I've brought it in through her rug and on an accent wall. Pink encourages softness, understanding, and heart healing, self-love, and it welcomes new relationships. And I felt like that was so fitting for our baby because that's all the things I want her to feel when she comes into the world. She's like, whoa, I'm on earth. This is an assault on the senses. (laughs) But look at this like sacred space I have, right? Softness, heart healing, and self-love. I mean, that is like the vibe and energy I want for her room. And then what's more appropriate than welcomes new relationships. So I'm still bringing a lot of like more um, like earthy. And I don't even know if earthy is the right word, but like tones, like a lot of creams and whites and gray, like I mentioned, and then green um, against the pink, which I think is really beautiful. Um, and then some yellow in her artwork. So all of that is being incorporated in a way that does flow. <laughs> but I wanted to kind of make that point and and why we decided to do that. And so those are kind of the big themes. Of course, there's like some other color running throughout, not a lot of like fire element or colors. Um, We'd like to keep it really soft. And I like to, as best I can, mirror the nature that I see outside my windows. So we have so much light in our home and the windows are always, right now they're always open. Um, In the winter, they're closed, but like the blinds are up and everything is just green. Like that is definitely a benefit of living here. It's so much green. Um, but there's also all these beautiful colors, like this bright yellow tree. Um, there's orange, like interspersed between leaves. Like our backyard is really landscaped from the people who owned it before. So you, you do bring in a lot of different colors from these beautiful plants. And I tried to kind of mirror that so that when you wake up and you look out the window, you also kind of feel like inside is a continuation and, and you're all connected and it all flows energetically. Um, so I hope that makes sense. So that's what we've done with color. Really fun. Um, same with plants. I kind of talked, I touched on that, which is like a point here, but I think, um, you know, the intention I put behind plants, of course, would be the, the mold air clearing plants that were, that was like an important point to me because the mold did affect our health. Um, luckily I'm like well-versed on this. So when I started to see there was a health decline, I jumped in and dealt with it. Um, but now I'm cautious moving forward. Um, the next thing is intention with earth elements. And so this for me specifically means the, uh, crystals that we bring into our home. And so I didn't really have a lot before and I didn't know a lot about it, but it's something that I wanted that I've like felt connected to, if that makes sense. And I'm really drawn to, and in switching out just like clutter for lack of a better word, like I was saying, I wanted to like bring in um, these elements that I feel connected to and have like one or two in a space instead of like a whole shelf full of 
like random crap, basically. Um, and so some of the ones that I brought in um, were selenite. So I brought this into our bedroom and into my office because it is the ability, it helps with the ability to connect to your unconscious. And this is really something that I'm trying to do in my life right now. Like I'm trying to connect with my unconscious and do this shadow work and really take the time to be in silence and listen. And I feel like anything that I can bring in that will speak to that and support that is obviously just completely in alignment for me. And so that's been really fun. I typically support like local, not local. I go on to Etsy. Sorry. Local is not the word, but like small businesses with integrity. Um, so that's where I've been going for actually a lot of my stuff. And I've been super pleased with everything. because I read reviews. Um, something else that I have been bringing into the home is Jade. Um, which is linked to prosperity and abundance. So obviously if I'm in this place in my life where I'm trying to manifest, um, you know, the certain degree of abundance, which is a lot, (laughs) then I'm bringing this into my office and into our bedroom. And, um, that's been really fun to play with. And then the last thing I've been bringing in is sodalite and it helps with confidence. It helps you manifest confidence in your life. And so I've been bringing that into the kids' rooms because that's what I really want for them. Um, you know, I personally am like a really confident person. Um, I just am, I'm really confident in myself and my abilities. I mean, I can always work on it, but it's something I've really been working on for, you know, a while. And you have to be as an entrepreneur, entrepreneur and a business owner and all of that. But I want my children to, to, have that and realize that for themselves. So I think it's so important and hopefully they can see that in myself and in my husband. But I think, you know, bringing in elements into the home that are in alignment with that, which I believe is so important, um, is also very much in alignment. And so that kind of sits decoratively in their bedrooms, um, as well. And actually, you know, I'm sure since releasing this, I'll like do more research and be like, okay, you guys, I've got some more, um, to share, but And I think it's also like what speaks to you, you know, like this is everything I'm talking about, like is specifically in alignment with what speaks to me right now in my life, but everyone's on a different path. So what speaks to you right now with what you need could be totally different than what speaks to me, but this is how I'm going about it. The next thing is intention with scent. Okay. Like I'm a huge scent person. (laughs) Um, so this is where oils have come in. I shared this on my story this morning. Orange essential oil is energy clearing or just an orange. Um, and so diffusing that in the morning has been great and huge. So that's going to clear the energy for the day as well as inject you with, um, energy just from like the citrus in itself. You can also peel an orange in the bedroom to clear the energy. Um, Or if you want to take it to the next level, you can take like an Epsom salt bath with orange peel. I wouldn't put orange essential oil in a bath because it can like burn the skin, but just an orange peel would work. So I've been just diffusing the orange. And this is in the time where I just make my bed in the morning. So like I bring in Leo and he can just do whatever he does, kind of like walk around the bedroom and touch things. play with things, shake my thyroid medication, you know, and, um, then I diffuse the orange to clear the energy in the space. And then also like, just have us get in alignment with that clear energy for the beginning of our day, as well as feel energized by that citrus scent. Um, and I'm going to start doing that in the kitchen as well. 
Um, in the mornings, it's not something I've started, but we always sit down together as a family and eat breakfast. So I feel like that's also a really good, um, way to kind of set, set the family up for the day. And I think, you know, our kitchen is very much the heart and soul of our home. So there's a lot of energy in there and I like, you know, continue to, to get that in alignment with the best possible day possible that we can have. Um, the next thing that I do at night for Leo and we'll do with the next baby as well, um, is I diffuse lavender and chamomile. I switch out, um, on his diffuser. And so I shared this on Instagram as well. This is why, like, if you're not on Instagram, you're missing out because daily I'm sharing these things. Okay. So I basically do, we call it parasympathetic time. I'm not even kidding. And we close the door after his bath, after he's had his milk and we do, um, this like really beautiful machine that projects stars and galaxies and all that onto the ceiling with the lights off, um, classical music and diffuse the scent. And so these things are all very intentional, the music to get him really calm, um, the stars and the machine we have, which is like really, really next level. It almost puts you in a trance. In fact, it just does, which gets you just like into that space where you're ready to, um, walk into sleep. Your nervous system is chill, feeling good. And then the scent, of course, like just employs another scent, sorry, another sense to get you into parasympathetic. So I absolutely love doing that. You've got your morning scent and your end of day scent. Um, and then when we have the baby, I'll bring her into that routine as well. So just the parasympathetic time, which will be, it's usually about 20 minutes and we sit in there with him with the door closed and we just, um, you know, like read him books and he kind of plays with his kitchen and he just winds down and it's really nice. Like we literally, it, it literally feels like you're in a spa. And that's my last point. We are trying to cultivate that sense of spa. I love, love the spa. <laughs> so does Matt. We're actually both like spa junkies. And every time I go, I'm like, I want this to be my house. And then I'm like, why have I not just done it? So I'm trying to bring in, and ultimately that's what they're doing, right? Like a spa is just trying to make you feel really chill, really zen. But it's something I'm really drawn to. Like every time I'm there, I'm like the music, the oils, um, the just like general look and feel like it's infused with that intention. And so I'm trying to bring in those elements to where when I leave a room, I'm like, I feel like I was just in a spa. And we're actually doing that with every room now. So we'll like go into it and be like, what's not spa-y feeling? <laughs> so like you can kind of see how all these things like pull that into and like lots of little candles in like the crystals. Um, you can get them in candle holders and then just put the candles in there. So it like lights up the crystals, um, lots of scent, always the windows open if we can, but the blinds always open so that we can bring the outdoors in, um, lots of music. We have speakers in almost every room. Um, and it's taken us a while to acquire that like Bluetooth speakers and we'll project on um, in the morning we do jazz. Um, we call it juice and jazz because <laughs> we juice and then we play jazz and we open up, you know, the kitchen is so bright, so beautiful, so much green and white. Um, and we eat breakfast together and we really get into that space. Um, but you know, everything is a ritual. Everything, um, has a feeling and an energy and we like to employ all the senses. If you're in my programs, you know, this, like the more senses you employ, the more effective, 
that activity is going to be at changing your state. So if you're bringing in what you can see, now what you can hear, what you can smell, right? What you can feel, all these things that you're bringing in, the more you bring in and engage these senses, the faster you're going to regulate. And so that's what we've really played upon. Okay. So that in a nutshell (laughs) is what I've been doing in the past, like however long and what we're hopefully going to finish before the baby gets here. It's been really fun. And it's just like, it feels very like satisfying to take ownership of it as an adult to have my home and to be able to put in the time and effort and energy into something that I know is important that's often overlooked and to take responsibility and accountability for this aspect instead of letting it just like go by the wayside and just like knowing that everything in life is about radical responsibility. And if our lives aren't, you know, giving us and serving us exactly what we want, it is about doing the work. It is about thinking and looking critically internally and saying, you know, where can I be better? And I'm not saying like, if you don't feng shui your house, you're not trying hard enough. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying in my journey now, there are still some things that I want to manifest that I don't have yet. And I see the shadow work, um, as sort of like that next phase for me. And of course, like I said, I feel like my sanctuary, my home, um, needed that work as well. So this was an alignment for me and where I am. It wasn't an alignment for me last year. I didn't need to do this last year to get what I, you know, to get to where I am today, but this is my next step in my journey. So, um, I hope that, you know, there are parts of this that were helpful for you or got you thinking, or maybe we're like, Oh yeah, that might be what I'm missing, you know? Um, and if not, I hope it was a fun listen, (laughs) but thanks so much for listening to this and for being here. I, I just love it. I love chatting. Like I think one day I'll just like be able to podcast every single day and I'll be so happy. (laughs) A friendly reminder, if you didn't listen to last week, that I'm going to be going on maternity. Um, And so I am only running my group coaching program one more time, the Health Transformation Accelerator. It launches on August 22nd, right? So it launches this month. That is the last time to join the program in 2022. So if this piqued your interest and you're like, wow, that way of thinking is really productive and it makes sense that the healing journey is so multifaceted, And like, I want more of what she's talking about. Like, I want to understand all the levers. Then, then you are a candidate for the health transformation accelerator, because that's what that program does. We pull all the freaking levers so that you don't have to be coming to different podcasts all the time to know this information and get this information, but it will flow through you as the portal to all of this knowledge that comes with the quantum leap that you take in the program. So you know where to find me, That Healing Feeling on Instagram. If you don't already and you liked this podcast, I'm telling you you're missing out (laughs) because this is where everything is linked. Every single freaking day, I pepper my stories, okay? So like, I'm always like, if you follow me on Instagram, you would have seen this. Um, So if you liked the podcast and you don't follow me, that's where you're going to find this information. Um, and if you liked the podcast because you felt like, damn, I never thought about it like that before, 
And that makes a lot of sense. And I want more. I want to be a portal. I want the wisdom. Then you need to snag a seat in the Health Transformation Accelerator. I'll link it in the show notes. And other than that, I hope that you have a really fucking good day. And I'm sending lots of love. And on that note, someone is coming to measure my blinds because I'm getting really beautiful curtains um, to mimic the cream color that I see outside on the brick um, wall that we build as our fence. And so I'm going to go work with him to get those put into the kids' rooms. All right. Have a good day. And thank you so much for being here.